Welcome to the See Through Design podcast, where we have an open and honest conversation about design design. Hosted by myself, Casper Samano. And myself, Liam Jackson. Hi, so welcome to the See Through Design podcast. Welcome. Today welcome. we've got a very special, oh, very special guest. He's very eager to get on the show. Oh, <laughs> Liam, would you love, like to do the intro? Yeah, so... We've got today Made by James, a.k.a. James Martin. James is well-known logo designer with a huge following on Instagram. He is renowned for transparency, his openness, his teachings, his ideas, his process. And he is someone that uses a cut-the-crap approach, which we absolutely love. Um, so, yeah, welcome, James. Hello. Sorry. Yeah, I was a little Welcome. bit eager, wasn't it? I thought I was just getting involved in the intro there, but I probably shouldn't have. But yeah. But yeah, thanks for the intro. Yeah, it's, um, that all made perfect sense. So yeah, it's good to be here. Very true, isn't it? I mean, you know, I think I think we we both admire you and have been following you for, for a while. And we've, we've, we've had, you know, discussions before. We've met up on the Logo Geek um, community. And uh, I think kind of like the ethos and the vibe that me and Liam sort of look to promote with see-through design is very much, uh, would, would I say, the, the personality that you you have, um, you know, very much like I say, the cut the crap approach, uh, real life, true, honest, straight up. So, you know, I think it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. And yeah, I can't wait to dive in with some questions and just chat the shit get to know yeah. chat the shit yeah absolutely chat yeah, the shit. i'm glad i'm on a podcast i can swear on which is always a good oh mate absolutely <laughs> yeah 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 fire so, away yeah, so yeah the, the f-bomb comes out every now and again so i will apologize but yeah i mean i think it's yeah for me it's yeah it's much easier to be yourself than anybody else i think that's as soon as i realized that life got a hell of a lot better so um yeah i'm excited to dive into whatever we, i don't even know what we're talking about probably something we're talking about absolutely <laughs> anything and everything but you know be yourself i think we can start there really yeah. kind of like being yourself it's a huge thing that i think a lot of people sort of forget don't they especially designers we're very much yeah i guess we're we're very much kind of um impressionable uh, to a certain degree we kind of want to be other people and and what I like about your content um you know we'll come on to your book as well because I'm really excited about the book I know that me and Liam have already uh, pre-ordered signed copies <laughs> Good lads. And, Good uh, you know so we're, we're excited about getting the book but I think I, I guess to a degree there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of kind of mimicking there's a lot of people I think out there that, well, I'm going to just jump straight in and say, I think there's a lot of bullshit from influencers that is unrealistic and very irritating. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think, you, you know, one of our questions that we've kind of written down, actually, if, you know, if I'm honest, is, you know, without naming names, do you, do you agree that there are influence out there that are irritating, unrealistic with their advice? I mean, I, th I think I would totally agree. Um, I think the problem is, is noise um no it's very noisy especially social media mm -hmm. it's a very noisy noisy place and it's very difficult for people to know what's right wrong true false um worth listening to not worth listening to um and yeah i mean i know some of the biggest influencers that are influencing people on stuff they have no idea about as well do you mm -hmm. know what i mean i think that's the biggest yeah. problem there are people with accounts of hundreds of thousands who are learning 
you know, they're only a year in the game. Um, and I think that's a very dangerous thing because people see that as gospel. Um, and a lot of the stuff they're saying is bollocks. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's easy to see it's bollocks from somebody who's been in the game for 18 years, you know, I've been in the industry yeah. for 18 years, but, you know, probably really Baby Giant 10 years, made by James, well, made by Baby Giant 10, 12 years, but long enough, basically, over a decade. Um, mm-hmm. So you, it's quite easy for people to sniff out the bullshit who know what's bullshit. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a weird, weird, weird world. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, as you say, like I think one thing you picked up on there is the, you know, I think everybody wants to be famous. I think that's a big, big problem. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people will go via any means to prove that they're maybe famous even though they don't know what they're talking about but yeah i mean yeah i mean we'll we'll dive into more and more and more and more and more but yeah i can't remember what the exact question was because I'm, my my brain just went off in a totally different direction there but um oh i think we were just we we were just um reflecting on the the, the bullshit that is uh, and the noise that's around yeah. and and the advice that we're getting from from influencers that i say you know like you said they've got they've got a following that is huge yeah. and I'm often sitting here, you know, as a, as a, you know, I think we're all of the similar sort of age and probably in the same sort of like uh, kind of point in our career and the generation, like, yeah, they, they, they've just started and, and they're, and they're dishing out advice like they're um, Paul Rand, you know, yeah. or, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's the career is like flipped on its head. It's like before you'd have to be in the industry 10 years plus 20 years, then bring out a book, Yeah, you know, where the point that you're at now yeah. which which is the way it should be done but now you've got yeah like you say people year in and they think they're yeah and I, someone they're not yeah and i think i think i mean i think i mean yeah we're i mean we're gonna sound like three old bastards here but you know yeah we used to go to things like fucking libraries to go and get our information um, but i think i think that's that's the important thing to realize i mean information is so readily available now that everybody thinks that they have made it because you know you can read or do a course one day and then share what you've learned on that course the next day therefore yeah people well you now feel like you're the educator you're the person even though you only learned yeah. it yesterday and i think yeah and i think that's a, that's a big thing that's happening but again like clients see through it you know obviously the younger generation might not see through it. If they see a guy of 25, 30 saying all these things, they're probably going to believe it. But I think, you know, I think, you know, the big problem is, is again, like, especially when it comes to what's big, because there are some people who have been in the industry for a long time, people like, you know, Chris Doe, Mike Janda, you know, these guys, they've been there, got the t-shirt, you know, and they are sharing information based on, you know, real life time in the industry yeah. um you know whether you agree with yeah. it or not it doesn't matter but they are worth listening to i feel because they do have some very very valid points you know some i know some people who like people some people who don't but i think this is the the thing that people need to do is they need to research who they are listening to a lot more and i think mm-hmm. you know i think these influencers <laughs> you know should be taking a lot of responsibility and being very open about the fact, you know, I've only been in the industry for a year. This is what I'm learning rather than trying to hide the fact that they've only been in the industry for a year and then sharing. I think that's a very important thing. But I think as a listener, as a person, as a human, 
you should be doing a little bit of research. So who is this guy? Who is this girl? Mm. What have they done? You know, mm-hmm. if they're talking about brand identity and logo design all the time, go and try and find some of their work because a lot of them have no work. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah. um, <laughs> I think that's the um, that's the key thing. But <clears throat> I think another, you know, I think what you mentioned as well is like realistic. You know, what well, I think I think what happens is as well. Sorry, I just keep going off on tangents here, but. Yeah, oh, that's great. I think, I think yeah. kind of what happens is as well, like everybody, there's no, I don't think there's one size shoe fits all for anything. Oh, um, yeah. And yeah. I think I think that's one of the biggest problems I see with people educating or influencing or talking. They kind of make it as if if you don't do it this way, you're wrong. Or if you don't do it this way, you won't be successful. If you don't do it this way, it's not right. You know, all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it casts doubt on people who are struggling to figure out and find their way because one person saying do it this way, the next person saying do it that way, another person saying do it another way, and they're sitting there going, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm just going to give up, you know. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm big enough and ugly enough to, you know, to kind of, get over it now but you know there have been moments where i'm sitting there listening to all these big dudes kind of going this is how you should do it and i'm going i've never done it that way <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. and i'm thinking like, am i wrong you know and i know i'm okay because i know i make a good living i know what's what i'm going through and all the rest of it i know kind of i pretty much know who i am now so um mm-hmm. you know i think it's you know if i find it every now and again slightly weirded out by what people are saying or telling me what to do i got only you know, what are these young teenagers, you know, young 20 year olds thinking going through the industry? I mean, it must be so frustrating, which is why I think it's so important to have multiple sources of inspiration, you know, Mm -hmm. from multiple industries. So you should, if if I was a logo designer, I wouldn't just read logo books and I wouldn't just follow, um, or George Baku or, or Draplin, for example, mm. you know, I wouldn't just follow them and listen to them on. Cause I think that's what's happening. I think what people are doing is they're wanting to be a Chris Doe or they're wanting to be, you know, a Mike Jander or they're wanting to be the Hutzpah sisters or whatever it is. You know, I think so many people are, yeah, they listen to that one source of it, that one source of inspiration and then regurgitate it onto their audience. So what you're doing is you're getting, a load of small draplins, a load of small Chris Doe's, you know, a load of small people who are basically replicating themselves on somebody else's success. Problem is with yeah, that, yeah, there's no longevity in it. You know, that what worked for Chris, for example, won't work for somebody else. Um, you know, I think that's the problem. It's the mimicking that's kind of going on. Um, and people are losing their own identities because they're mm. trying to be somebody that they're not um yeah so yeah that's my old man rant on i think no i think uh, <laughs> definitely not definitely not an old man rant. i think experienced uh been in school of hard knocks i guess for me kind of that's how i look at it i mean yeah. you know if i am you know, say you know somebody's been in the game for a year or so and i'm like well do you know what my first two years of design i was designing incontinence pad packaging you know come yeah. on let's yeah. uh let, 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 you know, I've, I've kind of lived that. But if you're expecting to uh, jump in and, uh, you know, redesign Coca-Cola, then you've got you've got to kind of experience it. I think that's the problem. I think Simon Sinek's great when he mentions, says, you know, there's a lot of the newer generation that wants want it now. Mm. 
they want that like thing to happen instantly because that's we live in a world of instant um so uh yeah i totally i totally get what you're sort of saying about making sure you know your sort of your sources are credible credible um they've got the the career to back up what they're saying yeah and patience is power Um, ultimately you know and that is something that like you say this because we are in a get it now kind of world you know if you want to know something you go and find it out you know if you want to learn how to do something you go on freaking youtube and learn how to do it problem is people are now thinking that's a career you know i want to be you know, I mean, the classic example the other day, which I felt, well, not the other day, but it was what's happened recently. Like people saying it's not enough to be a logo designer. You know, you've got to do this and you've got to be a brand strategist and all this kind of stuff and how to charge 10 grand for brand strategy and do it for a day and all the rest of it. And then suddenly all these logo designers accounts on their bios on Instagram went from logo designer to brand strategist overnight. Yeah. And I'm thinking what the yeah. fucking shit just happened. I can't remember who said it, but literally overnight everybody switched to brand strategist from being a logo designer yeah. because one yeah. person said it's not enough to be a logo designer. I make a very good living being a logo designer. So anybody listening, you can be a logo <laughs> designer. Um, but I think, as yeah. I say, I think that's the problem, isn't it? I think people just don't have the patience to build a career. You know, a career is, if we're lucky, you know, I don't think I'm even halfway through my career and I'm 18 years in now, you know, and people yeah. are giving up after six months because it's too difficult or it hasn't happened yet or, you know, and I think that mm. is the biggest problem. And do you know what? Those are the people that are going to fail, ultimately, I believe. You know, the people that stick through the hard times are patient, you know, allow them. Obviously, you've got to hustle. You've got to, I mean, I fucking hate the word hustle. It does my head in. But you've got to, you know, you've got to work hard. You know, you've got to put the hours in. You know, I always say, like, effort is free. But, you know, it won't be easy. You know, anything that worth doing isn't easy. You know, you've got to put in those hard times. You've got to you know, have shit clients and I still get shit clients. I'm just, I just, I just know how to control them better because I've got better processes. You know, you're not suddenly, like you say, going to wake up one morning, have Coca-Cola knocking on the door going, I've got 5 million pounds for you. Uh, And you've done like one logo (laughs) and the logo you've done is for your mum or something. So, you know, I think, I think it's super important to practice patience um, Massively. Yeah. Um, and that's something that is being lost. And the generation, like the younger generation now, it's not like a, I don't like to kind of generalize too much or kind of say, mm-hmm. you know, a generation is doing it a certain way because it's different for them. You know, I'm glad we grew up in a world without social media because we understand mm-hmm. the importance of going fucking outside, you know, and yeah. actually talking face to face with people. I'm speaking to kids now who can't even show their face, you know, can't even talk to mm. people. And mm. I mean, I'm like, how, how on earth are you going to have clients? And they just, well, we just do it over DM. I'm thinking, wow, the world is yeah. definitely changing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, patience, I think is a, is a key word that people need to, to, to really understand the power of, you know, because, you know, mm. things, good things happen if you give them time, I think. Yeah. I think as well, like we're all on a, different path like you say so don't kind of look at one inspiration and kind of enjoy that path you know it's like and I think being different is what's going to make you stand out as well if you just if you're just generic you know it's like the carousel trend um 
all that kind of stuff yeah. like people jump on it and then what's next just the same as everyone else yeah. so what's, what's yeah gonna happen i next? mean so if you're yeah it wouldn't be a see-through design podcast liam if i didn't shoehorn an italian analogy in there <laughs> go on it? you know being <laughs> italian i'm just gonna throw that in but it's kind of like you got like a world of chefs yeah and they're uh the, the, you know they've got great following great reputation um reviews and all sorts but actually it's the nonnas at the um yeah. at, at your mate's house that are the best the best cooks yeah. and it's finding those and actually respecting them and saying you know they're probably better than a lot of the uh is it michelin star chefs that are um that are out there and uh, yet they don't have a voice or they don't have a platform to talk about but you kind of i feel like it's a discovery and you could you could almost meet um see one of the you know one of the best designers i've ever worked with um uh, dom Lahare, his name is and uh, you know he's not massive on social media or, or anything but he's incredible um so i think as well like what i'm trying to say is kind of don't just follow don't be a sheep and just follow what everybody else is doing and especially kind of just because they said it it's right you know listen to other people that probably didn't have the social media platform to have a voice on um you know maybe go and hunt down mr in his 70s owned a design agency in your local town and chat to him sort of thing um because they're gonna have some real real knowledge and some gold dust yeah i i know some fantastic artists and designers who aren't on social media Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's the misconception is that if you don't have a social following, you're not good. I think that's the biggest problem because a lot of people with social media followings aren't good or don't even or don't even design. I think that is the biggest problem that's happened. Um, totally. And then it's very, I mean, that makes it even more confusing for people because people see a number and they think they must be good. They don't even they don't think, mm. you know, did they buy those followers, you know? You know, yeah, did yeah. they buy that account? You know, all these, this yeah. is the problem. People aren't, I think, I mean, I always, you know, even when clients clients come to me now, you know, I've always done it. You know, they'll come to me, I'll go on the old titty net and do try and find out some information about them. I'll be like, yeah. what is this company? How are they doing? You know, who are the people? You know, I'll try and find the people. So I do my research on my clients. You should do exactly the same thing on the people you follow. You know, if you've got to see a, somebody with, you know, let's say a, a thousand followers and then somebody with a hundred thousand followers, you should be doing the same. You shouldn't just be blinded mm. by a number. You should go, oh, right, James Martin. So who's James Martin? I'll type in James Martin designer or made by James on the internet. Let's see if what I can find out about him. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can see his stuff on LinkedIn or I can see he's mm. got a book coming out or I can see he's on YouTube and I can, okay, I can see some Google reviews. I can see he's, he's got an agency, mm. Baby Giant. Suddenly you start to build a pitch and you go, okay, this guy might, he's got a beard and looks a bit weird, <laughs> but he might know what he's talking about. Whereas if you type in, Somebody else, for example, I'm not going to name any names because I'm not here to do that. Um, but you can type in, you can kind of go and find out some information about people and go, okay, this guy's talking about owning a massive agency that's all around the world and he does logo design. Try and go and try and find some of their work or go and see what mm. reviews they've got or go and try and mm. find this because if you can't find anything, they're bullshitting you. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people yeah. also regurgitate other people's content. For growth as well which is the which is a massive problem 
Um, yeah. So yeah, just I think is I say it is down to these people, but maybe take a little bit of responsibility as well, and you know, don't just you know fall head over heels in love with somebody because they've got a social following. Go and do some research on them. I say like some of the most successful people I know. And the happiest people I know aren't on social media. So um yeah. you gotta remember that. Actually, it was quite good the other night, I thought, when it when we had that outage. I thought that's actually it's awesome. It's quite good. It's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Apart from I did a um post on my book signing thing that I've got tomorrow and no fucker saw it because nobody was on the internet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Um <laughs> So, you know, luckily it was also on um, LinkedIn. But, yeah, but like you say, I mean, I wasn't, I mean, that's a, that's a fantastic point as well. It's like, you know, there are some people who use social media, for example, as their sole business strategy. It's their only strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, mm-hmm. what is it, Monday night, I think it was. I mean, if Monday taught you anything, uh, Monday night in the UK, four till 10 or whatever it was, you know, Mm. if Monday taught you anything, you've got to spread those wings, you know, get yourself a website, get yourself on multiple platforms, build yourself a newsletter, you know, have other revenue streams because, you know, the next time it goes down, it might not come back up again. I mean, a lot of, you know, I was sitting there thinking, thank God I don't have to answer any comments or thank God I don't have to go on there and do something, you know. I was sitting there thinking, because that's the thing you've got to think, you know, I was sitting there super, it was annoying, you know, a little bit. I was like, yeah. well, what happens if it doesn't come back? You know, it's a lot of effort to build up a following, all the rest of it. But, you know, still got business, still got other avenues totally. of work. And I think yeah. it was the people that were panicking who've got to have a really big think and think, is this safe? You know, is this, because yeah. we're, we're kind of squatting on rented land, like I say. So, mm. you know, and we can get kicked out at any time. You know, they can, they can shut yeah. your account like that. What are you going to do then? So. Absolutely. And yeah, if you hold a lot of value in that account, then you are kind of treading on eggshells. Yeah, 100%. And it could go pretty wrong quite quickly. Very quick. I mean, you know, like, well, I guess, you know, we were talking about resources and people that you kind of follow. I think I've sort of a little bit, I feel like I've kind of experienced a lot of people decided which ones I filtered out. And now my filter is just getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, I sort of, you know, without, I'm not here to kind of blow smoke up your ass or anything, but I really value your content. I think it's very, it helps me in my day to day. And, uh, you know, I, I'm quite cynical quite argumentative to a degree. That's I the get Italian, angry. isn't I, it? I think. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> the Italian. I get, I get, you know, the, the, the Italian hand is going the like passion, this. So I'm sending yeah. the, the passion's going. I'm sending, you know, Liam Italian emojis all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I I kind of, you know, look at, I, I look at stuff and I sort of cringe inside when I see it. Um, so I have sort of like, you know, you kind of everyone's at minus five and they have to work fucking hard to get to one, you know, that yeah, sort of thing. That's never a bad thing. I mean, I, I do, I do totally appreciate um, that, you know, you find my stuff early, but it's really cool. Cause I, I mean, that's why I do it. Um, hmm. but, you know, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's such a, yeah. Like you say, I mean, it's very simple and easy to kind of fall into, you know, just the wrong, the wrong information, yeah, isn't wrong. it? Um, Definitely. So yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm at a minus one and not a minus five. So that's always good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's cool. it, isn't it? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> End of the podcast. No, yeah. we want to talk about we want to talk about your book. No, we can talk yeah. about the book later. Oh, no, the book. I mean, the book's great. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's just one of those. Yeah, as I said, crazy opportunities that you know when the world was seemingly going to shit. You know, COVID. So this was yeah. I got mm. reached out to like March, March, April, around that time, twenty. 2020 so that was when like the beginning of covid for all of us really um yeah. um yeah and kind of yeah wasn't you know i've just thought it was a bit of a joke really you know mm. i know because i've had so many friends who've had written books and tried to get them published and it's just never happened and then suddenly this publisher's on knocking on my door saying do you want to write a book and i said i thought it was a massive joke um but then again Funny enough, did my research, looked up the email address, looked up the the lady, looked up the publisher, and everything was starting to click. And I thought, fucking hell, I better get back to her. Um, so, yeah, basically after that, yeah, I just kind of went through an interview process. They were like, you know, we think you'd be very, you know, we think you'd write a cool book. You know, what would you want to write mm. a book about? Um you know, and I've, you know, I'm not one for kind of like blowing my own trumpet or anything like that. So I thought, you know, it'd be really cool to write a book based on, you know, all the questions basically I get asked, you know, basically mm. so I don't have to keep answering them on fucking Instagram. It'd be great if people just buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, no, I'm only joking. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think it was, you know, so basically like every question I've been asked, like, how do you come out of ideas? You know, how do you deal with bad clients? You know, how do you, what's your process? How much do you charge? You know, all these kind of like little questions have actually kind of been made into this compendium and a book. Um, yeah, which is, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, I kind of see it as like, it can be your best friend, you know, in the good times and the bad. So whether you've got a fucking mm. shitty client or you're struggling with imposter syndrome or you can't think of ideas, there's going to be something in that book for you. If you just want to look at pretty pictures, you know, and just read some stuff about, you know, see a picture of me with bleach blonde hair at 16 without a beard, <laughs> you know, you can do that, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of broken down into my process, like idea generation and kind of making a career. So, but then like, I think that's basically what it is. It's just to kind of allow, basically told them all the times I fucked up, you know, but kept mm. on going, you mm. know, and, you know, I'm still going to make mistakes, you know, and I share a lot of them in the book. I share a lot of the bad shit that's happened to me, a lot of the bad shit that I did, I made happen. But, you know, I've also shared like how I got out of it, you know, and, you know, and then breaking it down into more process and logo design and case studies and how to have longevity in the industry and, mm -hmm. you know, how to be your own person, and make a career out of design. Because, you know, I'm I'm not special. You know, I just, I'm not uber talented. You know, I've just worked extremely, extremely hard to get to where I am, you know, and anybody can do that. You know, I, I believe um, there's mm -hmm. a, everybody says, you know, I always get really a little bit pissed off when people go, oh, you're so talented. You know, and I'm like, talent, talents mean talent would mean I'm a natural, you know, and I am I was shit at logo design twenty years ago, you know. Um, or you follow your passion. Well, if I was following my passion, I'd have been a, you know, a fucking rugby player or a sportsman when I was younger, because that was my passion, do you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. I think people sometimes, you know, mistake passion 
uh, for talent or hard work for talent because you know, one can't happen without the other. Do you know what I mean? Yes, people might mm-hmm. see me as talented now, but I have spent a lot of fucking hours trying to get to a stage where it's bearable to get out into the world, you know, bearable stuff yeah. to put out in the world. And I think, you know, talent would just mean you're a natural. Nobody wakes up and is just a great logo designer or great communicator. So, um, yeah. yeah, it takes a lot yeah. of hard work and passion. It is, you know, and a lot of the book is kind of, talks about that you know patience power you know take your time you know stuff will happen it sounds sounds amazing like and it's a really really big achievement so yeah well done (laughs) thanks man yeah i'm uh... shitting myself to be fair i'm proper (laughs) bricking it right now because it's kind of coming out in like the end of end of november so yeah it's gone from like a year a year and a half to yeah to like seven weeks so yeah I'm yeah of shit in it. coming up yeah did you have the idea of i know you said they approached you but at some point did you want to make a book I, I, was it on your radar or I mean, it was what well, definitely wasn't on my radar um but it's definitely something um that i think i think everybody i don't know if everybody wants to write a book but i think some people always have this idea especially creatives of creating something you know, I know, I think I did always want to write a book, but I th- I thought it would be a lot later. Um, and if I knew mm-hmm. how much hard work I had to fucking put into it, I probably wouldn't have done it either. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was running an agency. Like, the agency got busier over COVID, which was fantastic, obviously. Um, you know, I understand a lot of people kind of didn't, so it's kind of bad for me to say that. But, you know, the agency did get busier, so I was doing that. You know, I just think people who are sitting at home suddenly realize I didn't like the job that they're in. So I'm going to do my dream job. So I was doing a lot of logo mm-hmm. work for them and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, and then writing the book and, you know, a very cathartic experience, but lots of, you know, lots of meetings, lots of work, lots of writing, you know, and as a dyslexic fool, that wasn't easy, you know, editors, publishers, marketing, you know, so I don't think the hard work's even started yet. And I've, put a lot of effort in so um but yeah i mean uh, yeah definitely something i always dreamed of doing just didn't expect it to happen now but you know it was kind of one of those things that opportunity you know mm. it's something why not you know i was kind of like i'm in an and thinking oh i don't know if i'm ready i don't know if i'm ready but you know i kind of feel very uncomfortable you know, I feel very comfortable when I'm uncomfortable. So um, yeah. I think if I'm ever too comfortable, I need to shake shit up a little bit. So it was a good kick up the butt because I was probably getting a bit comfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I admire that sort of can-do attitude, really. I think it's we can convince ourselves that we we can't do something and it's easier sometimes to do that, I find. And, you know, what I my relationship with books is somewhat of a reassurance thing. You know, I, I've been in the game at such a long time that I arguably know a lot of the answers to these questions. But you know what? The reassurance of going into a book and just almost like asking a friend yeah. um, is is a great is a great uh, a great thing to have because I, I mean I struggle with my demons with, within my work and uh, you know I'm always battling you know inspiration versus copying how much yeah. you know what what is uh, you have all these things imposter syndrome you have all of that stuff and I think it's they're the they're the things a conscientious designer would have yeah. and um, they never go away you know I, no, I just no, think no. you learn to deal with them a little bit better you know I mm. I still you know when I'd create something, I mean, especially when it's something super clean and super minimal, I'm like, this has got to be out there. 
Do you know what I mean? And you mm. automatically get that, oh, I shouldn't get, I shouldn't do it. I should try something else and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I always think, I mean, whatever, I mean, you know, is there anything original anymore? I'd like to hope so. I'd like to hope some of the stuff that I've done is unique <laughs> and original. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? But, you know, I think, you know, when, especially when it comes to like super clean, minimal design, there's bound to be something similar, you know, yeah not necessarily identical but you know very very close and you know i think if you design with thinking that everything you do is going to be out there you're kind of killing your buzz a little bit i think you've just gotta Mm. you know i what i always say is if you know if there's something that i put out there that's similar or the same and i haven't copied it i can sleep Mm. at night that is ultimately the way I the way I roll. You know, it has happened where I put a logo out there and it is already out there, and I go mm. shit. But I also go, I, I'm also happy that I don't go shit. I've been caught. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I think that's the big difference. Um, yeah. You know, and I think you know as long as you kind of aren't copying stuff, aren't seeing something over there and then using it for your client you're okay. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to, I mean, there's so many examples out there. You look at some of the biggest rebrands in, in the world that have happened, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and even like big companies rebranding in certain ways. I mean, you can look at it and you can go, Oh my God, they've copied that. But there's so, there's so many different rules and regulations when it comes to copyright and, you know, um, and all this kind of stuff and trademark. I mean, there are some countries on this planet that aren't even involved in the trademark laws. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So mm. why do you think like places place like China can get away with fucking up Apple, you know, and all this kind of stuff, you know, because yeah. there's no rules, you know, it's like the wild, wild west. So I think what you've really got to do is just be diligent, you know, obviously do your checks when you create stuff, but don't live in this fear that everything you're doing is you know, already out there because otherwise you're never going to create anything. Um, and yeah. like I said, it never goes away. I still think it, you guys still think it, you know, what you just learn to do is just learn to ignore those demons a little bit better and think yeah. about it in a slightly more kind of grown up, you know, mm. kind of theoretical and logical way rather than with too much emotion. We, we're too emotional, us mm. creatives, I would say. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You go six rounds with yourself sometimes, okay, don't yeah. you? You know, you get knocked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah 12 rounds. Yeah. Tyson's just come in and he's having a go as well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's kind of like that. But um, I mean, it's, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think that's the kind of book that I would read, actually, is that kind of book, that go-to. And most of my books are in there. You know, I was saying to you, um, I'm not saying this is going to happen to the to your book, but sometimes I just buy books and the process of buying books is enough. Yeah. And then it just ends up on the just shelf. Knowing they're because there. I think it's, it's, Yeah, just knowing they're there and mate, I've already got your you money. Know, I don't care. You can buy it and just, you can yeah, buy no, it and but, put it in a bin if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but you know, I think it's I, I mean I do that. You know, I, I will you know, I'll be reading a book, for example, and you know, I'm big into like mindset and um you know, trying to, you know, I think if I can control my mind, I can control anything. I can learn to, I can, as long as I keep practicing, you know, logo design and keep practicing software and illustrator and drawing mm. and more clients, I'm naturally going to get better at doing my job. But 
I think the most important thing that people forget is the mindset, you know, the human behind it. I mean, if you can look after yourself, you know, everything else will happen. Do you know what I mean? So I, I say I read a, mm-hmm. that's a bit of a tangent, but another tangent, but you know, I, I'll be reading a book and then I'll be scrolling on Instagram or on Pinterest mm. or an email will pop up from Goodreads or whatever. And it will say, blah, 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 book. And I'll just buy it. You know, I've got like yeah. 20 books that I haven't read yet, but I know I will one day. They're just all in my little shelf ready yeah. to be picked off. Absolutely. Um, that's the impulsiveness, I think. But um, yeah, books are books. Books are great. Read, 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 read. Yeah. Brilliant. That takes us nicely onto one question we did have, which was, um, are there any books or resources you could recommend um, and ones that have kind of had a, a positive impact on your life or career? Yeah. Um, there are a few. Um, how many do you want? Shall I give you? I'll give you three. Top three, yeah, that's good. Yeah, three. Oh, I can't not say they're top three, but they are three. <laughs> okay, okay, no particular, no particular <laughs> order or favoritism towards any of these people. Um, so I would say Austin Cleon show your work was definitely mm-hmm. it was it was the book that made me decide to share my process with the world and that has taken right. me on a roller coaster journey um so without reading that book i would not be sitting here chatting to you um so that's a really good one and, and it's great it's full of pictures and you can read it in a day it's my kind of book do you know what i mean um so there's that one um Anything Brené Brown. Um, so, yeah, Brené Brown, oh, yeah. Um, Braving the Wilderness, I think was a fantastic one. Uh, but basically anything by her. I mean, it's very uh, teaching people that it's okay to be mm. authentic and vulnerable in any situation and staying true to yourself. I think, yeah, those, those like her books really... You know, I feel like when I'm reading them, she's sitting there narrating it with me. You know, one of these people that you just read and you just get the vibe. That's, you know, um, so there's that one. Um, And then another fantastic one, I would say, is Atomic Habits by James Clear, Mm -hmm. um, which is phenomenal um, with reference to habit forming, building routines and understanding why the habits you choose are so important to your life um so those would be my i'm not gonna say top three but they'd definitely be in my top five Mm. um yeah there's there's loads actually the subtle art of not giving a fuck that's a really good one Mm um yeah yeah, I mean, I've got loads, but I can't, I'm not going to. Not this. I can't do a book review. Um, so yeah, but I've those got, are. I've got show your work. Sorry, that's yeah, a good. Book. I've got show your work. That's that is a I've really good book. Yeah, I have seen um, some of Brenny Brown's um, uh, TED talks. I think she's done a few because yeah, you know when I, I'm, I'm quite open about it on the podcast. You know, I've struggled with anxiety and depression for most of my life, and you know, we got this kind of false illusion that self esteem is what you need, but actually, it's self compassion. I think Brenny Brown is kind of an advocate for that because mm. self-esteem is an external factor that's kind of handed to you by other people. It's a compliment. Yeah. You get good self-esteem. If you, if you feel like you, um, uh, somebody says, you know, nice things about, it's generally compliments yeah. and, the, you know, but what happens when they don't come? Yeah. Then it's about how you talk to yourself and that's where self-compassion really just kind of cuts through all yeah. of that. And I, I kind of admire 
her and what she says. So yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, the listeners, if you've got opportunity to check out any of her books or check yeah, out any of her vids, yeah, I, I definitely that. advise it. <clears throat> so you can only help others if you help yourself. That's something that I think is huge. Um, and that, sure. that's, that goes from personal relationships, client relationships, business relationships, you know. I think so, like we're talking, going back onto patience and stuff, I think people are so... So they want to get to stage five before they've even figured out what the fuck they're doing. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. you know, I think especially like any young designer listening here, you're, you're, you're kind of, it's so, well, it doesn't have to, don't have to be young. You could be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, do you know, whatever you want to be, um, whenever you're starting. But it's always, you know, important to un- to remember that, you know, you've got to help yourself before you help others. So if you want, if yeah. you are starting a business, dive deep into what the fuck you're doing. So what is my vision? You know, what is my mission for this business? Do you know what I mean? You know, and really starting to understand those elements will then allow you to understand who your audience is. Then it will really help you to understand like target markets and demographics sure. and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, I think that I say the big problem is that not being patient enough. It's just like, I want a client. How do I get a, how do I get a client? You know, it's like, well, what do you do? I don't know what I do. Do you know what I mean? I just want a client. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, it's so important to kind of breathe a little bit, you know, because what you want to do is you want to save as much wasted time and effort as possible in your life. You know, so if you spend the next two months, three months, six months figuring out your own shit, you know, who am I? What do I do? How do I do it? What makes me different? What's my mission? Where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to be in 12 months? Where do I want to be in 10 years? You know, once you've got all the answers to these questions, it's then very easy to go through yeah. strategically and methodically through your career, always staying on the right path. Um, yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> I think it goes back, back down to that patience and stuff, doesn't it? So mm. You're a bit of a mind reader, James. You know why? Because yeah. one of our questions was as well, <laughs> coming up to it, I'll read it out word for word. Where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? <laughs> so it kind of brings you on nicely to that, really. Bloody hell. <laughs> Crikey. Well, I'm going to be Mystic Meg. Um, no, so, um, <laughs> right. Um, so I can I can break it down pretty pretty well. Um, cool. So I, so very quickly, I you know, one thing I was always taught, well, I read it, well, it wasn't taught. I read it. Uh, not, it wasn't my knowledge. I found it. Um, Bob Iger. Um, he used to be the CEO or CFO of Disney. I can't remember which one. Tells you how well I read it. Um, but basically, he said you should always have one foot in the present and one foot in the future. So even though I know exactly where I want to be in ten years' time, I'm still really enjoying today. You know, mm-hmm. ten years ago, I said to myself, if I can make money out of being a logo designer, I'm going to be living my dream. Right now, I'm living my dream. So I'm really, really, really present in that and really enjoying that. But where do I want to be in another 10 years? I think that's really important for people. It's like, this is why I'm not a big goal setter. You know, I'm more of a habit former. So I know if I wake up every morning and work hard, everything that I want to happen will happen. I'm not saying like, I want to... um, be a trillionaire by may 2022 yeah and once that goal the problem is with goals is once you set them whether you achieve them or not you just set another one so i think it's always Mm. better to just have good habits and you know have a 
have a guide of where you want to be, but don't overly goal yourself into extinction. Sorry. Um, But that was totally random again. So basically, where do I want to be in 10 years time? So I want to be doing exactly what I'm doing now, but cleverer um, and better. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first, the last decade was very much building me, building my business, um, building baby giant. You know, last five years, I've really concentrated on the personal brand as well alongside that, which is made by James, which is definitely more of a kind of, I would like to see myself as a guide and an honest voice in the design world that helps mm-hmm. people navigate their own journeys. Um so next year I'm launching my logo course and I'm also launching my personal kind of logo community, but it won't just be logo, it'll be kind of design creative community. So, you know, I have people who follow me now on Instagram. They are creators, they're artists, they're not logo designers, but they still get stuff, you know, they still get good mm. value. So that's something kind of what I really want to, explore more over the next decade um so it would definitely but i think the only way i can do that is if i'm in the trenches with people you know i don't think Mm. it's i don't think you should be coaching people after you're retired or after you've stopped being a designer i i I think you can don't get me wrong that's there's a lot of people that do that and do it very well but i i like to learn and teach from experience so when I'm coaching people now and I'm doing my logo course, I am in the trenches with these people who are going to be doing it. I know the problems that they're experiencing. I know the the questions that clients ask. I know how process can help. So basically I'm teaching from a place where I'm in that world with them. And I, I find that Mm-hmm. allows me to be very honest. Well, I'm honest anyway, because that's my kind of default. Um, but I think it's very easy, it's much easier for me to teach people when I'm going through it with them. So that is basically what I'll be doing, but I'll probably be dropping the amount of client work I get, but making revenue via other streams with reference to the logo courses, business courses, you know, more coaching um and mm-hmm. um you know maybe some made by james merch you know i'd, I'd like to my kind of I, i'll tell you what i can do is i can tell you mm-hmm. my vision statement because i'm writing my course mm-hmm. almost finished writing my course um but i can tell you oh, awesome. um so my so my vision so this is basically vision is like how I want people to see me in the future, for example, um, is to be a positive influence on the identities of people all over the world. So I've kind of cleverly word played that. So identities, is obviously people, but also visual identities, logos, brands, mm-hmm. and all the rest of it, brand identities. So that is kind of my, my big picture mission. So that is what I'm now aiming for. And that's kind of what I've always aimed for, just really starting to kind of realize it and live it a bit. I know I know I've got a voice. Um, I know people want to listen. So I'm going to always try and be as transparent and as honest with people as I can and tell them mm. what I feel. I'm not going to tell them what to do. <laughs> I'm going to tell them mm-hmm. what I feel. Then they can make their own decision based on that because I'm not yeah. I'm not a big I mean there are certain things you should do you know you should have contracts for logo work you know you should have a call before you know 
your logo project if you can. You know, I know our life gets in the way sometimes, but there are certain things you definitely should do. But like we were talking about earlier, there is not one size fits all. Yeah, there is not mm-hmm. one way to price. There is not one way to come up with an idea. There is not one way to do this. And I think, you know, I'm always going to be very honest about that. And I think giving people enough information to allow them to do things their own way is going to be key. Um, and that's a big thing mm-hmm. about the course. It's going to be very evolved around you know, protecting yourself as a logo designer, being able to make a business out of a logo designer. But I want to teach people how to think. I don't don't want to teach people how to, you know, think and create ideas like me. I'm going to tell them how I think, which will then allow them to use that to create their own stuff. You know, tips Mm -hmm. and tricks on how to create their own ideas, you know, their own thoughts, how I think, and maybe they can use that rather than this is how I do a logo in Illustrator and then people <laughs> replicating that. It'll be very much showing them tips and techniques of how I think and how I come up with ideas, which they can then take mm. away to create their own ideas. Because I think I don't want to yeah. create a hundred, a thousand, two thousand Jameses. I want to create, <laughs> you know, two thousand individuals who can take something away and build a business, you know. And I think that's mm. that's gonna be the power of James. He hopes he's he's got all these dreams, whether they happen or not, and I don't know. But you've always got to have a, a vision, haven't you? So um, that, oh, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think that's a great, sounds incredible. Great, yeah, it really does. Definitely, you know, it's something I would definitely get involved in. I think as well. Like I'm, I'm quite humble to the fact that even as an experienced designer, um, I'm, I'm always up for learning and and hearing mm. something new or something and something that's not necessarily new, but said in a, in a new way or in a different way. It's like what we're saying, isn't it? There's, you know, the pools of inspiration, you know, should all be, Hmm. you know, I'm, you know, I still follow logo designers. I still read books on stuff. I still read books on business. I don't read many logo books to be fair, because I, the reason I don't do that is because I sometimes think if you're subconsciously that all that information will come into your design process. So when I I don't, I try and look Hmm. as, as little many logos as possible, but you know, business, you know, I've been in business for, you know, a decade, but I know fuck all, <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to <laughs> absorb, like, how can I push the business forward? You know, you know, how can I, you know, yeah. How can I evolve? You know, I think that's the other thing as well. I think people, I think the people who adapt and are, and are versatile, you know, are the people that do tend to keep, keep going. You know, they're not scared mm. of fucking up or they're not scared of trying something new or they're trying to think of what's next because, you know, I mean, I always use Nokia, Nokia phones example. You know, when we were growing up, every fucker had a Nokia. Nobody had anything else. It was always a yeah. Nokia 3210 or some sort of Nokia yeah. phone. Everybody had them, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Now nobody has a fucking Nokia because what they right. did is they sat on their ass, thought we've made it, then these dudes called Apple and BlackBerry kind of turn up and dominate. Do you know what I mean? Because they're yeah. constantly evolving, constantly changing. Now Nokia, nobody, I don't need, I don't know anybody's got a Nokia phone. Um, so that's, a, that's an no. example I like to use. And I think that's should be the same for anybody in business. You know, you've got to stick to like one foot in the present, one foot in the future. Okay. I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. what I'm doing now. It's going great, but 
what's next? You know, is it a logo course? Is it coaching? Can I diversify my talents into creating some merch and selling this? Can I do this? Can I do that? I think you've always got to be willing to pivot, you know, stay on the same path, but kind of, you know, change it up a little bit every now and again, try something. Mm. Um, Because if you just sit there, there'll be some other dude, young buck, doing it the same as you, but also doing all this other stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So just keep trying to move um, and keep evolving. You know, don't sit still. Don't sit still. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, definitely. If we could put you in a DeLorean (laughs) and send you back 10 years, what advice would you tell younger James? Don't change a thing. Awesome. That's what I'm saying. I think I've gone... I think I would... Yeah, I would. I would definitely say that one hundred percent. I think everything I've got to this point because I was supposed to get to this point, and I've gone through everything I've gone through to get me to this point. It's, it's all everything's been important. Every moment yeah. um, has got me here. Um, good, bad, indifferent. Um, <clears throat> I'm here because I deserve to be, and I'm. This is where I'm supposed to be. So I would not change a thing. Um, I might maybe give myself the odd lottery. Winning lottery ticket number. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> Liam, uh, I, I was quite disappointed though. You just, you just basically forced James in the DeLorean. Yeah. You could have, you could have given them the choice: the TARDIS, yeah, Bill and Ted's well, phone box, yeah, DeLorean. To be fair, I'm not a big Doctor Who man, so um, I quite like the DeLorean. I quite like. Fair yeah, one. Fair okay. one. I did think that. I did think the the TARDIS is a bit. I would take yeah. I would take Bill and Ted's uh, phone box. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or my own teleport system, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that's wicked. Um oh yeah, brilliant. I mean, that's great great advice, I think. It's definitely mm. not the the answer I was expecting, you know. I was expecting, you know, kind of, oh, I'd tell him this, but not to change a thing. I think that's you know, respecting yeah. of who where you where you've been and who you are now. So yeah, I dig that. Yeah, I think like you know me, I'm big on journeys, and mm. you know, I mean that's why a big thing why all there's so much narrative within the way I design. You know, I love telling stories and you know describing journeys through visuals, and I you know I, I truly believe you know you know we will going through exactly what we're going through for a reason. You know, mm. um, and you know they're all little hurdles, little tests. You know. Lots sure. of wins, lots of losses, but you know they build character, don't they? And they build the person. So, yeah, mm. you should never, you should never wish for change. Um, I don't think personally. Huh. Mm. Definitely. Wow, uh, I think that's incredible advice. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that's just hugely impactful to many people's careers and and um you know see it in your i see it in your post i think one of the posts that stood out for me that recently was your pricing post where it was like there was like we've been saying throughout the podcast there's no one size fits all yeah. and pricing is all like you know i think one word that should maybe be kind of and it's easy to say to people is like you should be doing something or you have to be doing it this way and yeah. you know like we've like we've discussed it's not well, that, that, it's not yeah, and I, always the way. No, a hundred percent, and I think that's, you know, I think that's also why it's so important. Like we have chatted about, is to have so many different sources, but also not just people in your industry. As I said, like I follow like artists, tattoo artists, architects, you know, business mm. people, calligraphers. 
you know, and I'm gaining all that knowledge from the whole sphere of people, you know, and I think, I think anybody who tells you, you should be doing something, um, like, like I said, I mean, it is, you know, you can take that out of constant context because, you know, you should not murder somebody. Let's, let's get that right. You should not murder somebody, <laughs> you know, or, you know, there's a lot of things you shouldn't do. Um, but when it yeah. comes to the design uh, and process and your career, you should not do anything that is, you're not comfortable with. Um, you should live, you should kind of, you should experience stuff. You should get stuff wrong because all of those, you know, little ups and downs they'll mold you into the person you are and you'll learn from them you know hmm. you know i used to charge fuck all for a logo design five years ago now i'm charging good money for a logo design but that was a process you know i didn't do a mm-hmm. course when i first started logo design 10 years ago and so somebody said oh you should be charging 10k for a logo i didn't suddenly go i'm charging 10k for a logo <laughs> do you know what i mean it no, just doesn't yeah. that fucking shit doesn't happen yeah you've got to yeah. you've got to grow and learn Absolutely. and see and also like who's your audience you know and that's the other mm-hmm. thing but learning yeah so yeah it's so important you know there's so many different ways of doing stuff but whatever works for you works for you you know what the my process might not work for you guys your process mm won't work for me do you know what i mean so it's kind of like we all do the same thing you know we all create well yeah. i don't know if we all do the same thing i think we pretty much do but you know me yeah. versus another logo designer for example we still we both create a logo the journey to get mm-hmm. to that logo is very different is it right yeah. is it wrong of course it's fucking not so um you know i think that's the, you know all these people who say you should draw you know i mean i'm a big advocate for drawing you know i love drawing it's a big part of my process if you don't mm. draw you're not a shit designer. You're not a crap logo yeah. designer. You just not. You just don't draw. There's nothing wrong with that. So, and I think that's. Yeah. I say that's where people's opinions, you know, can start to eat away at people. You know, so I think you just gotta, mm. you know, take. You know, every thing is if you ask for somebody's opinion, they'll fucking give you it. So, um, <laughs> well, that's the thing. So <laughs> just don't ask for people's opinion and get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's incredible. Because I think as well, like, um, edu- uh, you know, me and Liam are on this podcast. We we, we have an educate. Liam has a university degree. I don't. I had a BTEC uh, ND in graphic design. Then I went straight in as a junior designer at 18 yeah. and kind of worked my way in agencies for, for you know, years, five years. I ended up creative director, one of them. So that was my route. Yeah. And Liam's was different. But there's a lot of, like, kind of especially a bit of a, a kind of educated or not educated you know yeah, yeah sort of thing and and, and I've, I have I have met designers that have kind of looked down at me for not having a degree and it, it does bother me yeah um well they're dickheads but... that's probably all there you're, you're probably <laughs> yeah. just probably hanging with the wrong people um yeah but I mean I think that's the I mean again one size doesn't fit all you know especially in today's mm. world do you know what I mean I mean I I got a university d- degree um, I learned fuck all at university. You know, I, I personally think we're all actually self-educated. You know, mm. you know, I learned how to use Illustrator off my own back. I've learned to draw off my own back. I've learned to come off my ideas off my own back and putting in the effort. You know, yeah, I think that's how I feel. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think ultimately, you know, I don't know how much time we got, but I'm happy to capture, keep on chatting. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. for example, I think there are certain things you can get from both. I don't think you should 
I don't think you should just go to university or one is right or one is wrong. Do you know what I mean? I think I think that what happens is is when people who I know people who couldn't get into university who then diss the university system, you know, telling people mm. you don't need to do this, you know, you don't need to be this because blah, 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 blah. Those are the people that do my fucking head in because you tried, mm. but you didn't get in because your work was shit um, yeah. or your grades were shit. And now you're telling everybody that university shit. Do you know what I mean? I think you can only give a proper opinion on stuff as if you've actually gone through that process. I understand you know, price is a big issue for some people and, mm. you know, privilege. And I, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about that because I know it is expensive, but, you know, I think it's also extremely important to, you know, like we talk about, have opinions on stuff that you've experienced. You know, I'm not going to sit mm. here and tell you how to fucking build a house or your the way you build a house, mate, is wrong when I've never built one myself. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I think you've got to kind of live from experience a little bit, but, you know, what I will say to anybody who wants to listen, you know, there are pros and cons to both. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think what the educational route helped me with was working in a team, you know, meeting deadlines, you know, obviously you had to hand in work at a certain time. So all of those were skills that were very applicable when it came to going into the real world and work world and working for an agency where there were deadlines, you know, if you didn't meet deadlines, there were costs involved. And, you know, you learned to present your work within a group of people. So that really helped. And I can see that's what a lot of people struggle with now is they can, they can come up with a design, but they can't talk to anybody about it or tell anybody about it or share that with the client because they haven't got that, mm. you know, that confidence of, you know, mm. working in a group or talking to people, you know, but you know, cons, you know, fucking expensive, you know, do did I learn a huge amount in university that I can take away into the real world? Like practical stuff? Not really, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, not really yeah. that much to be fair. Um, so, but you know, when, like, when, for example, like non-education route right now, you know, you can go and buy a course for 300 quid off like one of the best people, you know, in the world at their job, mm. you know, and learn that specific skill. You can be very, um, you know, when I don't know if it was the same for you, buddy, but, you know, when, you know, the course was so broad, you do a little bit, yeah. of, so you do li little bits of stuff. Whereas now yeah. you go, right, I want to be a logo designer. You can just, you know, chomp on content about logo design mm -hmm. until the cow comes in for free. Instagram, yeah. YouTube, you can buy a course or, you know, for like little money and learn from people like Draplin or buy my course mm. and me. Do you know what I mean? So, um, you yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you can be a lot more focused with your learning without the educational route. But like I said, I would never diss one or t'other. I think they both have pros and cons based on, you know, what you want to experience and stuff. So, sure. you know, I think, yeah. you know, something we haven't talked about is kids coming out, you know, at 16, 17 from school, starting their career. Do you know what I mean? You know, mm. I mean, I think it's bonkers, do you know what I mean? Knowing mm. what you want to do at that age. I mean, I didn't know yeah. how to piss straight at 16. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying it's, you know, not the right thing they should, but, you know, what it is, like we're saying, they go on 
you know, Instagram, they see, you know, when I was growing up, logo designer wasn't even fucking talked about. Graphic designer wasn't even talked yeah. about. You had to be, mm. a, you know, maybe a, a doctor or a lawyer or a solicitor or an accountant or something like that. You had to get a proper job. <laughs> You know, creative, you know, you can just, because that's a hobby, mate, get a proper job and draw on the side, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Whereas like now, it's all changed, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it will also change again, you know, we're just living in a happy period where it's really good for us. I mean, I think the creative brain will never always be in need, 100%, because your robot mm. can't learn that, um, like the way the human emotion thinks and stuff like that. So, you know, I think it's, yeah, and it really upsets me. Like when I not upsets me, you know, because you know if they want to do this, they're like, I need a job. Can you give me work? I'm 16. You know, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I'm thinking, wow, that's heavy. Wow. That's heavy, dude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's easy, you know, kind of making those kind of calls when you're living with your mum. You know, you haven't got, yeah. you know, a missus mm. or you know, aren't paying bills or you aren't doing this or you aren't doing that. So, yeah. I think that's what bothered me about the kind of, you know, as a parent, I've got a seven and a four-year-old at eight. He was eight yesterday. Whoa, I forgot that, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, he was, he's an eight-year-old. And uh, he, um, you know, I think as much as the school he goes to is fantastic, um, I do find that education kind of trips tricks you into thinking that that is the way you should go. Mm. Um, the education system is archaic. It is flawed. Yeah. Mm. Like, seriously Absolutely. flawed. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm, 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 I'm sitting, to, sitting there going, like, he, he, he'll say something and he'll be like, well, you know, I kind of do this. And I'll be like, well, you can talk to your mum because she's, so she's the academic one. She's the numbers and English. And, and, and I'll be at parents' evening listening to them like, well, is he not? Is he not doing any music or art or yeah. any drawing? Because I can get involved in that at the moment. I'm sort of dad, not really in the mix at the moment. Yeah, but I'm waiting for my turn to get in the mix because I, I think I would then start kind of start to say to him like, you know, just question. And I think that's a good good advice. And take it as you will. You know, people that are listening, they might not. To, but just question if somebody says go down that route or whatever. I think it's it's good to be mindful about uh, what the alternatives are. Is there anything else? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, right. if I was like, yeah, I was told you'll never make any money out of art. Um, <laughs> art isn't a career. You know, you'll never get a job covered in tattoos. You know, you have to <laughs> shave. You have to wear a suit. You know, all these things I was taught and told by people I wouldn't say necessarily in power, but people you looked up to who is, you were mm. told to listen to. These are the people that are telling you what to do because they're going to give you a good life. Do you know what I mean? And they're, they're all fucking wrong. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's important, obviously, yeah, don't just go and start fucking spitting on your teachers and stuff. But, um, you yeah. know, I think, I think it is important to kind of, you know, you, know, you will find your voice. You don't, you don't need, you know... You don't need to know what you want to do at 16. You don't really need to know what you need, want to do at 25. You know, I think even Gary V says, you know, you shouldn't really know what you want to do until you're 30. You know, we're living so long now. Do you know what I mean? Not that Gary V is always right. You should always have different <laughs> different sources of information, everybody. Um, but, you know, I think what I think some of the stuff he, he says is, is true. You know, yeah. you should be 
experiencing you know when i you know i went from an artist to a tattoo artist to well illustrator did some teaching you know and even in graphic design i did web design i did animation i did logo design i did print i did photography i did film you know i did all of these things and then started to get rid of the stuff i didn't like you know but i'd experienced mm. it i know i didn't like it i mean i don't know how you know you like something if you haven't tried everything I've yeah. I've basically yeah. done every design discipline, I would say, within the design, graphic design sphere, do you know what I mean, over the 18 years. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's so, you know, important to kind of, you know, yeah, experience stuff to know whether you want to do it or not. Even if it's like six months, just try it. Even if you yeah. want to be a logo designer, just try a bit, you know, of yeah. web. Totally. You know, and if you don't yeah. like it, if you don't get it, if you don't fancy it, then carry on doing what you're doing. But mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. too much focus and a too niche of a niche at such a young age, I think you're, you know, niching yourself into a corner, I like to say, you know, you know experience yeah. all these things. Because, you know, a career, if you start at 16 and you're finishing at 65, I mean, fuck that. Do you know what I mean? 50 yeah. years <laughs> doing the same thing. Holy shit. Crikey. You talked about um, being 25 there. I actually started uni at 25. Yeah. And one thing I think I would say is that, like you said, over the three years, they cover a lot in short parts. Yeah. So they give you little nuggets. I say university is like facilitating learning. It's not giving you, you know, everything you need to learn. You need to go and learn yourself. So I think lots of people go to university with the kind of attitude that they're going to come out and be like a master at, mm. at what it is yeah. and it's it's even in part I kind of felt a bit like that and then when you go to the industry you realize fuck I don't know anything <laughs> yeah I, don't, and, I know less than I thought I did yeah 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 so you know I completely agree that university is not for everyone but if you are going to go you know you still have to put the work in and you're yeah. still going to have to go into the industry and, and work and work for it. hundred you know? percent. Yeah. When you said about, I wanted to come back to a point you made James about sort of like you, when you were saying you can't have a job when you've got tattoos, when people were telling you, you can't, you can't do this if you don't wear, it's like, I think people are saying a lot with trying to get motivate people with fear. Yeah. If you don't get a job because you know, the, the, what's, this is a bad, you know, you, you can't, something's really going to bad, it's going to happen. It reminds me of actually a completely random story. My kid got into the car with my mum and uh, didn't, you know, she didn't drive off, but he didn't put his seatbelt on. And I was just about to say, hey, son, just put your seatbelt on. And then my mum turned around and goes, he said to my son, Santo, look, you've got to put your seatbelt on. If you don't put your seatbelt on, the police will come and take you away and they'll put you in prison. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I looked at it, I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> let's get some perspective here. Like, yeah, you know? let's, let's rein it back in, Gran. Or mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, but that, yeah, it's so, it's so true. Well, like, well, it's again, like opinions, isn't it? Like we we're talking about, yeah. you know, I think it's, you know, and like even with your, with your mum there, you know, there's the people, there's so many ways of teaching people. So that's, there is, there is the calm you know, nurturing way, or there's the fear factor. I think in mm. certain situations, both work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, depending mm. on, you know, you know, picking your moments and stuff like that. But, you know, there are certain things where, you know, obviously we, you know, it's a little bit, you know, I mean, it's a bit different now. You know, we got we grew up in a slightly different era where, 
you know, my mum and dad probably did give me a whack when I was a little twat, you know what I mean? And chased mm-hmm. me up the stairs or gave me a clip yeah, around the ear. <laughs> you do that now, you're going to fucking jail. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. you know, I think, yeah. you know, I think there are points where, you know, there are, there is, you know, there is a need to kind of, you know, you know, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to get to. I think, I think there's a way of educating people yeah. um, based on a situation, a scenario. And it's the same, but, you know, I've had teachers who have been very much, nurturing and i've had some that are very much you've got to do better you're not good enough Mm -hmm. you know and to be fair i don't know which one was right for me (laughs) do you know what i mean Mm. i I think even when i'm kind of and i think that's what's so important we can kind of wrap that up in a nice little thing which is what we were talking about is like the importance of being yourself i think Mm -hmm. if you're ever if you're in business and you're kind you're kind of trying to figure out oh, I should be more like that guy, or this guy says I should be like that. You know, what you're doing is you're not being true to yourself. You know, I think the, the, the more honest you can be about yourself and who you are, the way you communicate and the way you visualize stuff and the way you share stuff will happen naturally. As long as you're not trying to force it or try and be anybody you're not, it will just happen, yeah. you know, with patience uh, and with a bit of time. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a... That's a nice little segue into that, hmm. into that little bit. Mm-hmm. Fab. Well, uh, we've been chatting for nearly what over an hour now. When yeah, you know, I I could talk to you for you know, I could go out for a beer. I think we could spend a whole yeah. night out and have a good time. Actually, well, we'll um, we'll, make, we'll do that one day. <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah. that'd be wicked. Um, yeah, I guess. Just before we wrap on, on a kind of couple of lighthearted questions, if that's okay. 100%. Not... I like lighthearted. <laughs> so typing in James Martin into Google, you don't get logo designer. <laughs> no, you get the chef. Wank. We get chef. Yeah. yeah. Guess, what, your, guess, what, guess what my brother's called? I don't know. Chris Martin. Oh, amazing. Uh, <laughs> like in Coldplay, isn't it? Bloody hell. <laughs> Mum did not figure that out. <laughs> didn't not go, Aston Martin. Didn't, yeah, didn't no, not Aston. Yeah. <laughs> she had the DeLorean handy at that point to yeah. go into the future and find out what those names yeah, might maybe, be. Yeah, maybe that's what I'd go back and do if I had the DeLorean, <laughs> is tell my mum to change my fucking name. That's what I'd do. <laughs> so what's your cooking skills like then? That was one of our sort of like light-hearted random questions for you. I'm pretty, I'd say I, I can, I would know my way around the kitchen. I would know my way around cool. a knife. Um, my wife is a fantastic chef. She cooks for a living She's oh, a recipe developer. She basically keeps me alive amazing. and makes sure I eat lots of vegetables and stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> awesome. I learn a, I learn a lot from her uh, watching her. I mean, yeah. I, I, that's the reason why I don't get to cook so much is because she does it all the time. But um, I, not? you know, I love. To be fair, like even like this weekend, you know, I said to my wife, I want to. You know, the weather was, I don't know if you had it the same, but it was fucking shit, yeah. the weather. It was colossally yeah, bad, like apocalyptic rain. So you, there, was no, there was no rain, there was no way you were going outside. So we just cooked all day. And I love that <laughs> process of cooking, like slow cooking something. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah, I love cooking. Awesome. And and hobbies. What do you do other than design? You know, what are you into music? Are you into skating? or? Floor. Oh, Sorry to butt in. But yeah. I've noticed on a lot of your content, you use um, quite a lot of drum and bass. So I yeah. think you're a drum and bass head. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I like the energy. I mean, I, yeah, music-wise, I'm pretty eclectic. Can you see? Yeah, there you, you go. see that? Metalheads. Metalheads t-shirt. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I say I'm definitely eclectic. You know, I've got like a, what I would call, it's like my Apple playlist. So obviously whenever I'm 
So I'll just listen to music and I'll just save it to a playlist, save it to a playlist, save it to a playlist. It's got everything from freaking Adele all the way down to like Brocky, like some dirty drum and bass and like Andy C and then goes over here to some classical, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I've kind of got quite an eclectic mix of music. But hobbies wise, I mean, you know, I like collecting art, you know, you know, my, my I love I love thinking of stuff. I love thinking of ideas. I love being out in the garden. I love walking. I love being in nature. Um, yeah, I love, yeah, I love spending a lot of time outside, but yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I just love, I'm, I'm a, I like, I'm, I, an idea, gen- I just love thinking of stuff. Yeah. I just love thinking Wicked. of like, you know, what, oh, what if I did this? Yeah, I've, I've got about fucking 500 domain names I've bought because I've woken up in the <laughs> middle of the night and thought of this idea and I thought, I hope that domain name is available and it is. So I'm I'm one of those cyber squatters who's got all the good domain names. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, I just love being busy and like, cool. yeah, spending time outside, I would say is my, yeah, luckily, you know, I've managed to turn a big hobby of mine into a into a business, which is, the dream isn't it so yeah. i love drawing yeah. you know i love art you know so mm. you know anything in and around that space is is gravy for me to be fair oh, i applaud that wow yeah. well you know on that note a podcast full of amazing amazing insight amazing um you know knowledge advice it's just been absolutely fantastic chatting to you yeah. and uh I'm hoping that we can do episode two one day. I'm, I'm um, ready to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a week. No, but um, yeah, maybe absolutely. maybe we'll do one next year when the book's out. We can do another. Yeah, we can do fantastic. another, and we can do a proper dive into the book. And you know, yeah, maybe see if like, yeah, I'll tell you what. What we'll do. My logo course is launching in May 22, along with my private community. So let's do it after that. And I can Amazing, s- and yeah. I can see if I've done it or not. I can keep myself Absolutely. keep yeah. myself accountable. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Now I've got and to do it. it. Yeah, exactly. You've got <laughs> to yeah, yeah. the accountability aspect of it. Yeah. So um, yeah, and I, I, you know, Liam, I think we'd say that the listeners are going to absolutely love listening to this yeah. show, and I can't wait to you know hear what feedback we get from it. So yeah, pleasure talking so to many you, James. Bombs. Absolutely, thanks for that. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Look forward to catch up again soon. We'll do it. No problem. I look yeah. forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Ciao for now. Awesome. Ciao. Ciao. Because I'm Italian. Ciao. <laughs>